Panago Pizza presents S-D-P-P, the Steve Dangle Podcast, with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! But guys, guys, Michael Buble watches Steve's video. Michael Buble watches a Steve Dangle video. Watches multiple Steve Dangle videos. It sounded like he was pretty up on me, actually. Like I was, <laughs> I was kind of surprised. I had absolutely no preparation for that. Uh, no one was like, "Hey, Michael Bublé might say blah blah blah." Like he just sort of gobsmacked me, and then I couldn't uh, focus for the rest of the so, show. So, for people who don't know, you were on a live stream with uh, Carolyn Cameron yep. and David Amber. Yep. On Sportsnet, and what were you guys doing? What were you talking about? It was the Canucks and Bruins, right? Uh, no, the the night before we did Leafs Red Wings 1993 Game Seven, and this night we did Canucks Blackhawks from 2011, uh, the year that they played the Bruins. Uh, that was Game Seven in the first round, Dragon Slayer, where Alex Burrows, who was all over the damn place that night, uh, scored the Game Seven winner. He had the game's first goal. He had a penalty shot in the third that he completely screwed up. He took a penalty in overtime. They killed it, and then he ended up scoring the OT winner. Like he, Alex Burrows was moving. Monster. Monster. And seven. why did you have Michael Bublé on? <laughs> he's an enormous Canucks fan. Oh, okay. He's an enormous Canucks. I think he's either part owner or majority owner or something of the Vancouver Giants of uh, the oh, no NHL. This is Cody Franzen. This is not- Should we buy a hockey team? Oh, for sure. Well, we need is to this have a our new? Should we get platinum. season seeds for the Panthers? <laughs> we need to have should a we, worldwide hit first, I think. Should we buy the Steelheads? <laughs> <laughs> should we buy the Mrs. Don't you, like, isn't it like the top like 1% of 1% of hockey teams actually make money though? Like nobody like who owns junior? it. Yeah, nobody's making money off an OHL team, are they? Unless they're like Maybe. London or Kitchener or... Maybe the Knights, yeah. Maybe the, the the Giants do really well. Maybe the Hitmen. The Steelheads, um, but must yeah, make very money. few. Yeah, the Steelheads absolutely do not make money. There's no, no way. There's like four people was, at their game. So yeah, there was oh man, there was one game where I was in arena host, and there was a snowstorm, and they announced the announced crowd was 700, That's and there lot. were not there were not 700 people there. There was no you way. made it. You made it from Scar. You would have been living in Scarborough at this point. You made it from Scarborough to Mississauga in a snowstorm. No you- winter tires. Like it was. Oh, I was. I was dying. See, I was, Steve, I was terrified. You, see, what's interesting about this, and what you should find interesting about for thirty dollars, Steve drives like your Nona. Uh, <laughs> in the when it's sunny and beautiful, so you can only imagine how long it would have taken him to get to Mississauga in Toronto traffic in a snowstorm. Yeah, like, I drive. I drive like my Nona. Before? She didn't. <laughs> she simply did not or swim or so michael buble was yeah. hanging out on oh, zoom yeah. with you yes so anyway he comes on and david amber just drops on him what's it like to be a canuck super fan mm-hmm. and he immediately goes into well like steve what's it like being a leafs fan and i go uh it's terrible he's like yeah so like you understand the pain like i watch you and like when you're freaking out like i, I gotta admit i like it better when they lose and i'm just like what beg your pardon yeah. And that was uh, the best Mother's Day gift I could have possibly gotten my mom. <laughs> Michael Buble watches my son's internet screaming. I thought was a decent little feather in her mm. cap. Did you I get any know. follow-up questions? Like, what's your favorite video? How long have you been watching for? 
Oh, I still got to rewatch because um, I blacked out. I don't remember. Like, we sort of hijacked the conversation and, like, good on Amber and Carolyn for sort of realizing our budding bromance because uh, I think I hijacked at least the first half of the interview. We had him for, like, half an hour. That's so we, cool. We had him for a lot longer than we should have. We had Jim Houston to start the show and – you know, you try to get into a rhythm and he's in Vancouver and his stream is sort of lagging. I think he was outside and he's like five seconds behind answering our questions. And it was like, Oh, how's the show going to go? Michael Buble is the next guest blew me away. Had him for half an hour. Then we had Chris Higgins. Don't remember a thing we said. Then we had Kevin BX. I don't remember a thing we said. And uh, then they had to, they actually had to kick me off because uh, BX and Dan Murphy Canucks reporter, are really good buddies and they wanted to have them on together at the same time with Carolyn and Dave, but there aren't enough slots on the program that we use. Oh. So, so I was just done for the night after that. I don't know how the show ended. I think is, the Canucks won. Hey man, is Jim Houston a Canucks fan? No, he's a Canucks broadcaster. <laughs> actually, Adam. Uh, 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 no, he is a British Columbia based national broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, listen, it, it, nothing makes me happier than, than salty Leaf fans getting upset every time Jim Houston does a Leafs game because there's oh. this assumption that there's a bias against the Leafs whenever Jim Houston's calling a game, and I just wonder how they don't know that every team feels that about the Leafs every day. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, it's just... Yeah, meanwhile, like, bring wow, back Joe Kettle. Bowen. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Bring back Joe Bowen. Like, people would... People across Unbiased the country Joe would it. Yeah, well, I, oh. I interviewed Joe Bowen once when I was doing that Leafs podcast, and he's like, listen, I'm the local guy. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm allowed to be a homer. And he's yeah. right. Who in the States is like, put Jack Edwards on NBC? Like, nobody. 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 That'd be insane. Can you imagine? Jonathan Taves with no integrity whatsoever. <laughs> Everyone knows he's a terrible leader. Going up against Sedano Chara, who's seven foot five of man and bear. Sorry. You sound a lot like him. That's a little yeah, scary. Not bad. Yeah. So I've heard. I haven't really worked on it. But. You know, the funny thing about it is, uh, what, what did he say about Roman Polak, too? It was like, whoa, that was karma. <laughs> when he got hurt. Oh, yeah. When he <laughs> broke his sternum. Oh, you know, because of the noted rivalry between the Bruins and Stars? <laughs> well, that's what? a game trade, man. I yeah. know. Louis Erickson. Shit runs deep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know uh, what the hell that was. I mean, Pollock did do something leading up to it. I don't remember what it Man. was at all. But yeah, the guy broke his sternum, and he doubled down. <laughs> Jack, yeah, put him on national for sure. Well, then that's the thing. So, so anyway, that the reason I just love bringing up every time Jim Houston's name come up, like I know Lee fans that just shudder, and I, like it's like, dude, come on, like <laughs> we've we've had the. Uh, We've had the scale tilted in our direction for a while. I think we can we can be gracious enough to give it up. And he was the voice of the NHL games for a long time, too. Yeah. And he was Him and on Bill, NHL. Bill Clement. Yep. And he was on, I think it was NHL 2006 with, uh, I think that was Vinny LeCavalier on the cover. Yeah. And that was one of the best ones that I remember. And he was, you know, I, I listened to him on the TV. I listened to him in the video games. And then I was an intern at Leafs TV and I was in the, press box bathroom and uh jim houston just walks in talking with his jim houston voice that he doesn't turn off apparently and i was just like just his voice well it's his very silly moment in my life (laughs) no i know but some people i I do work with someone who who's like hey our sports update the raptors oh here one said 
Hey man, what's up? How you doing? Hey, see, it's not you work with someone. That man's name is Andrew Nye. So what happened? We lost you, Jesse. It was a great screen grab, but uh, basically the it? internet dropped yeah. out. Was, yeah. was it recording? It like, was. So we got up until your story about Andrew Nye. Yeah. Okay. I didn't say it was Andrew <laughs> Nye. Jesse. See, I didn't say it was when Andrew my, Nye. It, when my Wi-Fi cut out, um, I was saying, uh, it's not a guy you work with. It's Andrew Nye. Yeah. But I also who, sat around the corner from him and oh. watched him put on his broadcast voice. So yeah, because he's, he's got like a really chill, you know, sort of, <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm Andrew Nye with your... Uh. Man, when... Uh, what you get for chirping my shirts, Andrew? Um, he's a good dude. Though, yeah, dude, he's, a, he's a great him guy. And, um, him and Rob Wong are like yeah. two of the kindest people uh oh. alex Sixero, like great guys just yeah. him too they've all been there forever too forever yeah, yeah. forever and, and they've those, always been yeah. um i've always found that there's like there's certain sports guys especially when you're in top 40 radio there's certain sports radio guys are like top 40 stupid music stupid <laughs> those guys were always like hey man that's great and they would always like talk to you about like you know things going on outside of sports which is weird because it's it's funny if you like sports enough to work at a sports radio station uh or a sports television station you're probably like fanatical like i know i remember in the espn book if you wanted to even get into espn as like a as an intern they have like a questionnaire and you have to be able to answer questions on history and uh, and and um divisions and 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 stuff that i probably could not answer about college sports the history of the nba things like that um, which would be very, very difficult questions unless you're a hardcore fanatic because that's who they want. And so anyway, those, those guys were always mm-hmm. flipping awesome. But Andrew Nye has one of the best radio voices. And then it's flicks and it's, hey, hey it's just Andrew. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Steve, did you have to take a quiz to work at Sportsnet? Because I did. No. Okay. So that's funny that you did. So I'll tell you about it. Yeah, yeah. Th- it's oh. funny that you did. So Doug Faraway. Uh, the deacon was in charge of uh, the interns when I got an internship there and like throughout my whole intern interview, he's like, what do you know about in my head? I'm like, nothing about hockey. And I'm like, ah, you know, I watched some other sports, but like, I'm not that up on the CFL or anything. And he's a huge CFL guy, big tie cats guy. And he's like talking about his retirement and what he's going to do in the middle of the interview. And I'm like, this seems pretty lax. Then Ryan Walsh, who's like big cheese there now, he got put in charge of the interns and he was in the studio one day and he was joking with me uh, about like how he's going to have a sports quiz, like to like evaluate intern sports knowledge. Oh, I know and this he, story. And he gave it to me. He's like, name five Raptors and the Raptors sucked. And I'm like, uh, Jose Calderon, friggin' Chris Bosch, Andrea Bargnani. And then I said, uh, I think I said, I, I said, Graham Humphrey. And someone goes, hey, he got it. And he goes, wait, did it say that again? I go, Graham Humphrey? He goes, do you think that's one person? <laughs> and I go, shit. Because we went to high school with Graham Humphrey. Yeah. But it was, what was it? Joey, Joey Graham, Graham, Graham and Chris, Chris Humphreys. Humphreys. Chris yeah. Humphreys. And he's like, oh, my God. This guy who's been here for like a year would have failed the intern <laughs> quiz. And like, I cut Raptors highlights and everything. I just forgot, man. man. They suck. Yeah. <laughs> no in- one wanted to do Raptors games back then. They were awful. I was hired by the uh, the executive producer at uh, Tim and Sid, which was John Coleman at the time. So he gave me like a little quiz during one of my interviews. And uh, one of the questions was name all of the head coaches of the six Canadian hockey teams, which is fairly easy. Travis Green stumped me a little because I forgot he was head coach on Vancouver. But it was recent, yeah. Um, and then another one was name the four reigning MVPs from the uh, four major pro sports. 
Wow. I don't know if you guys could do that. <laughs> Dude, no, I don't. Well, Kawhi, did Kawhi win the MVP no. last year? No, we no, didn't. Giannis. Giannis won it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, obviously, I don't, I don't even know. Was, was McDavid the MVP? That's Ooh, how little I care about those awards. I don't I think care. it was McDavid. Uh, the reigning heart. Ooh, see, I, we like don't even year, know. I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, La- so it would have been last year's heart trophy winner. It's not, uh, that's the year after Taylor Hall. No, two Taylor years Hall after was Taylor Hall. 2017. We're looking for 19. Taylor Hall, wasn't Taylor Hall? No, 18? Taylor Hall was the no. year we went to Boston because we watched a Devils Tampa game when we so were in Boston. Been, so he would have been, no, because it was 2018. Hmm. 2018, he won the heart. Okay. Yep. All right. But it was 17 18 that he won the heart then? Yeah. So yeah. then the year before, the, yeah, so 17 18. Oh, so you were yeah. the team all year. I can't even. I remember it. stupid yeah, so stuff like we were on a bus watching a Tampa versus New Jersey game. Right. But I don't remember that. And the reigning MVP in the NHL is Kucherov. Right. right now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> Great. Anyway. That's how little that shit matters. Like it matters right, to, the, right. to me anyway. I, I, I think that stuff matters, I think, more to it's like fans debating it. And I think it matters a lot to the players and it should. But like it's sort of like who won the cup? And what were your results? I don't know. Yeah. To me, anyway. But the uh, oh. I couldn't name. I can't name um, Calgary's head coach. I'm trying to think of all the coaches right now. For some reason, the guy, Bill, Bill Peters, Peters was fired for who? What was the guy? And What's I can't his remember name? his name. Why well, can't I? Is it? He's the Nesredin? only one I can't name. Is it Nesredin? or is that in New Jersey? No, that's New Jersey, and he's been Shoot. replaced. Oh my God! He was the know. assistant coach though? I like now, I got it here. I don't know. Uh, think of Carolina Hurricanes goalie. James Reimer. No. Cam Peter Morazic? Ah, you're okay. Steve, Peter. you're on. No, before oh, that. What, who did I say? Cam Ward? Yeah. Is it, is it Ward or Cam? Archer Zerbe. Jeff Ward. Jeff, Jeff Ward is, is the is. current See? head coach of the Calgary Flames. We not have got it. <laughs> don't fucking don't know. know. Who that is. <laughs> Let me look well, him that's, up. That's the thing because no one – Jeff Ward hasn't really been a story, right? Oh. It's sort of like, you know, unless you're in Calgary and you're following Calgary Hardcore Hardcore, of course you know Jeff Ward. And really, I should know that. But, like, Bill Peters was the story. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what people were talking about. Yeah, he looks so, like a coach, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't even recognize his face. <laughs> That's crazy. Go, it's been a while since we've had hockey, though. I think another one might have been uh, MLB home run leader last season or something ridiculous. And that, at that point, for you, it would have been – wouldn't it have been uh, – I forget. One of the Yankees? Wouldn't it have been uh, or, or Judge? It would have been Aaron um, Judge. Aaron Judge, yeah, that Judge. year. Yeah, yeah. So probably that one would have been an easy one because you go the whole summer, you hear about Judge, and then interview in like the fall or something. You're probably, you're, you jog my memory is probably like that's like trivia stuff. crap, though. That's true. No, it's it is all oh, knowledge. It's fun. You know? You're supposed yeah. to work at a sports station. Yeah, they do. Want yeah, to know but stuff. it's like it's I don't know. It's the sort of thing you can look up in five seconds, right? Like they should be asking you more in depth stuff. I M O I M H O. I'm gonna tell wow. my current boss how to evaluate people. All right. just, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys. The Steve Who's Nagel the reigning Sports MVP? Network. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, tell me what what you think about you know, uh, you know the the difference in the Leafs' power play between this season and last. Oh, we can talk for hours about that. You can't Google that. It'll take yeah. you a bit. But I think there's something behind it the same way they interview like a draft class and they ask them, hey, if you could be any animal in the jungle, what would you be? There's yeah. something. How many I assume watches a, do you have? Right. There's a philosophy <laughs> behind asking a guy who's trying to work at a sports station 
who's the reigning MVP. You know, they let, <laughs> they let me on the air there and they never asked me any of these questions. <laughs> I guess the only thing I ever got called out for, and he was right to do it, was Greg Brady when I was doing mornings with him. I said that there was a player strike for the MLB in 1994. It was a lockout. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owners locked them out. So, yeah. and that he's like, listen, he's like, I, it doesn't, it didn't change much, but you got to know that stuff, right? You do have to be pretty on par with that stuff. And he's right. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let's move on to what we think could be the playoff format. The NHL may skip the rest of the regular season, go, go right to a 24 team playoff format. What and do they we might, think of this? Uh, they might disband. And they might expand to space (laughs) and they might go to 35 teams and they might go to 20 and God damn it. Sorry, Adam. Yes. 24 teams. So it looks like basically if we were to look at the top 24, I'm going to get, I'm going to go to NHL.com right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Going to NHL.com. I'm going to go to standings and I'm going to take it out of wild card. I'm going to go right into league. (laughs) I'm going to get off. I'm just going to pull. Brendan Leipzig's the top 24 teams. page. That's where I thought we Basically, were going. <laughs> um, it's from Montreal up. And by the way, Buffalo would miss the playoffs by three points, even in this scenario. Uh, okay. Oh when you include those bottom teams in the playoffs, it's ridiculous. I just, let's just highlight the fact that Buffalo so still misses the playoffs here. It's um, it's, so it's 12 from each conference. It's 12 from each conference. But if you were just looking at the league, okay, just looking at the league, but like uh, if you're doing 24, it's Montreal is the lowest. Chicago's in, Arizona's in. Uh, I think if you're going to go by conference, which we would have to do because you, you can't have an uneven amount of teams because the NHL is silly bananas, um, you would have some pretty horrendous teams in for the uh, Eastern Conference. Let's you also got to do 24 and a half is 12, too. right? Sorry, right? say again? 24 and a half is 12. Yes. So, I mean, not horrendous, but you have the Montreal Canadiens which I think would be a fun watch in a playoff scenario because there is a feistiness to the Montreal Canadiens that I think would just be fun to watch and sort of like, I can't believe we're here. Let's just see what the hell happens. And to me, and this is going to sound crazy, but are the Montreal Canadiens in a 24-team uh, playoff round, uh, are they not the type of team that could go on a major run? They're a little dangerous because Carey Price the- catches, is, he gets hot for three weeks. They win, might win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, like that's that's a fact yes. of what might happen. Th- that is the thing. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It, it, but like, is it going to be twelve versus one? I don't know. Sort of thing. Because if they, it, it like well, Boston I mean, will murder them, you don't know that. I you sure don't know do. you don't know what these guys have been doing for two months. <laughs> they so oh well, and that's such a ridiculous factor. It is, a, which is why, like, dude, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If the Montreal Canadiens. Or Chicago Blackhawks win the cup this year, it cheapens it. (laughs) Only those two teams. Dude, if what if one of the shitty teams who wouldn't have made it if you didn't make up your fairy tale rules wins the cup, it's bullshit. I'm sorry. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think it's a real cup. It is what it is. Global pandemic throws things into the blender. So you gotta do blender things. To me, you win the cup based on whatever tournament's presented to you. Mm-hmm. So a win is a win is a win. I, you can me. only beat the teams no. put in front of you. Bingo. And Montreal didn't win enough before the pandemic, but that was before the pandemic. So let's, let's have a look at this. So according to um, both uh, uh, Larry Brooks, uh, Pierre Lebrun, and Elliot Friedman are actually all on this. The format of a 24-team tournament has not yet been established. But if the league goes 
with the top 12 teams from each conference that would include every NHL club with a 500 or better record when play stopped March 11th. The structure would include the Rangers and Chicago. So this is an American, obviously an American article, right? Right. Uh, it would also include Montreal. Uh, if the league were to some, for some reason, go to the top six teams in each division, the NHL hasn't had a division-based playoff system since 92-93. That would mean the Sabres would replace the Rangers. The Sabres had a 493 win percentage. And the Ducks would replace the Blackhawks. The Black, or the Ducks have a 472, and the Blackhawks are just over it at 4 Now we're going to wins versus no, we, points. It would be division-based. So if you're taking the top six teams from all four divisions. Yeah. So are you going to do a conference, or are you going to do a division? To me, you do conference. Put the best teams in the league, like in there. Because I, sorry, but does anybody, like, and, and, and even Buffalo fans would tell you, does Buffalo really want a playoff berth at a 493 percentage? No, Maybe they do. Nor does Montreal. Or, or does Well, I think Montreal does. No. But the other thing is that's misleading about this article, or at least the way they're viewing it, is they view these teams as over 500 records. And they don't have that. They don't have over 500 records. Listen, okay, since we're just Look, making if, shit if we're up. Looking at, if we're looking at yeah. the actual thing, hold on. Let me, let me just get this sure. out, Steve. No, and, then, ahead, and, then you're all, and then I'm handing it over to you. Go ahead. Montreal does not have an over 500 record. Montreal is 31 and 31, and they have nine losses in overtime. Montreal is nine games under 500. Florida, 35, 26, eight. Florida is a game under 500. Do you see what I'm saying here? And if you go over the Western Conference, so Chicago, 32, 30, and eight. Chicago is six games under 500. Arizona at number 11, 33, 29, and eight. Arizona is... Five games under 500. So let's just let's one thing on your math. Your math on Florida is uh, they're one game over 500. Oh, they're over 500. Okay, yeah. sorry, my math sucks. Sure. Whatever, yeah. you knew that. The point is, no, these teams under. are not over oh, wait, 500. No, right. You're right. They're not. They've lost more than they've won. And if we're really and Steve, as you said, oh, we're going to shoot a movie in space. We're going to do you know expand it to you know Europe. Whatever you said, you're sort of right in in the sense that like I know you were being you know, you drop in the hyperbole, but it is a little bit ridiculous that teams that have lost significant amount of games more than they've won would even be considered for this. Here, I got one. Uh, the, uh, so the Blue Jackets are eighth, Islanders ninth, Rangers 10th, Panthers uh, 11th, uh, and Habs 12th in yeah. the East, respectively. However, yeah. Columbus, negative goal differential, Islanders negative goal differential, Rangers positive, Florida uh, positive, Montreal negative. So tell you what, Columbus and Islanders, get out of there because you have a negative uh, goal differential. Rangers and Panthers, you're in. And Mm -hmm. now everyone's shaking your head. I want you to explain why what is being proposed is more legitimate than the random nonsense I just said. Do you want to know why? Why? I'm going to be conspiracy tinfoil hat guy. You ready? Why? The The answer is it isn't, but go ahead and waste your breath. The answer is the Chicago Blackhawks need to be in the playoffs for the NHL. Oh, my fuck. Oh, my God. That's exactly what they're doing. Guys. Oh, my God. That's exactly. They might even plan an outdoor game in the 24. (laughs) (laughs) No, July. If you're the NHL, if you've lost lost not only because here's the thing. And, and this, is, this, this makes a lot more sense and has a lot more credence when you get into the details. Yeah. Think about all the teams that are losing the gate money, you know, from, from just the gate money, the sponsorship dollars. Because here's the thing. If I'm a sponsor, if I'm Panago Pizza and I 
and I advertise with the Steve Nangle podcast and my expectations that they're going to put out 90 episodes a year and we come out and we only put out 75, then they're going to be like, well, uh, we paid, we paid for more than we got. Um, so we're going to claw some of that back. And that they, that's the law. They would be within their rights to do that. So if you're good, Goodyear tire or you're Ford and you have a deal with the Tampa Bay lightning where you take your Ford logo and you singe it into a top of a burger and you've got a thing, which by the way, they have, by the way, at Tampa Bay games, you can get the Ford logo singed into the top of your burger. Um, yep, you can. Uh, and you've got a thing along the boards that says Ford on it and you don't get those games and you've lost those games. Well, then those teams also lose that sponsorship. So it's not only are they losing the gate, the money they've already been paid will have to somewhat be paid back. Yeah. And that is going to be devastating for teams. So the idea here is to get as many big market teams into the playoffs as possible. You can't get Detroit in. You're not going to get Detroit in. If you did a divisional format, Buffalo, which is a, by hockey standards, a pretty major market and gets great ratings. If you get Buffalo in, not the worst thing in the world. Get LA Milwaukee. in there. Yeah, get right. And, and having Chicago in there is a good thing as well, because Chicago is obviously an enormous market for hockey in the NHL, an enormous revenue generator. And so in the, in the, in the sense that Chicago gets to keep its money and gets to bring in a bunch of viewers for the NHL playoffs, especially with NBC. NBC is the Chicago Blackhawks and the Boston Bruins, right? Just eliminate all Canadian teams. They're all no, gone. No, it's not that. No, it they're all gone. That. No, it's we need not, to make money. They're all gone. It's so not that Montreal's getting into. Winnipeg, Calgary, <laughs> Vancouver, Toronto. Under this uh, you're format, all gone. You're all gone. Sorry, we got to make money. Under this gone. format, only one Canadian team misses the playoffs. Only one. Who are they? Ottawa. Ottawa. Every other Canadian team will make the playoffs in this format. And we can't have that. And, and here's the thing. Get them out. You're only missing, and, and, and they are missing some pretty major markets, but the three California teams in the Western Conference do not make it. Anaheim, LA, San Jose. I cannot no. believe we're here. And there's no representation there, so we got to then one. And then which, you have – Which one? Anaheim's top seed. They're in. You have okay. Buffalo, Jersey, Ottawa, and Detroit. But all your other major cities are in, including the Rangers. You need the Rangers. Obviously, Boston was going to be there, Toronto, Tampa Bay, things like that. You need – we're talking Pittsburgh. You need the big markets in, and you need the Canadian teams in. And so, to me, from a financial point of view, much like when we're talking about the draft, this makes a ton of sense for the NHL. They need to have teams not lose a pile of cash um, because it affects everybody negatively, including players. Um, and you know what? It's a global pandemic. Why not try something fun? This might All be right. the only time in our lifetime, and I hope it is, that we ever see this. How cool is it? I would love to see Montreal in the playoffs. I'm pumped to see that. I want to no. see Chicago in the playoffs. You know why? Because it's good for the game. Like, it really is. There's a reason they get an outdoor game every year. And it's no. because people actually watch. They can actually make money off of it. That's why. Simply no. Simply no? Simply no. Simply make money. They it's should have pandemic. canceled. They should have canceled the, uh, what was it, the 2004 Stanley Cup? What was the one between Tampa and Calgary? No one watches either team. Bullshit. Nonsense. Get him out. Like uh, uh, Ed, uh, Carolina versus Edmonton. What? That's a nightmare. Bullshit. Nonsense. Get him out. Anaheim. Ottawa. Bullshit. Nonsense. Get him out. Who? Good for the game. The f no. Stop. It's good for the business. The, it's can good I, for the business. Can I give some numbers just to back up Adam's point here? Go ahead. So the NBA came out this week and they revealed that 40% of their revenue is generated by gate. So 
they wow. they saying that in 2019 or 2020 this year you're going to wipe out 40% of our revenue and going forward probably for the next season you're wiping out another 40% of their revenue. So I assume the NHL's numbers are along the same line. The higher. NBA may be higher. I I assume it'd be like 50% for the NHL yep. that's so um reliant on like local markets. So the NBA's revenue in 1819 is 8.76 billion. The NHL's in 1819 was 5 billion. So we're talking like 50% of their revenue is just gone. So that's 2.5 billion dollars out the door for the next year and a half. So in this case where you're losing 2.5 billion dollars, you can't blame them for trying to manufacture a playoff format where you maximize the amount of just money you can generate and if that the includes if that includes including 2014, see, I, I just don't think that's possible, though. Yeah, why? Because the NBA why? is going to go. You can play to... two months of playoff. Why can you not finish the regular season? Because you I can th- divisionalize the playoffs, right? right? right. If you have, if you have, a, if you have to travel a team back and forth and back and forth and all over, or if you have to house these teams in hub cities, depending upon what they're going to go with, because there's not going to be any home and away games. How are they doing the playoffs? Clean. How are they doing them? They're doing them in empty arenas. Okay. And they're doing them in the same city, so there'll be like three or four cities. And all the divisional teams will, will huddle in those cities. And then once the division, like once the second round's done, then the conference teams will get together. They'll be in those cities. And then the finals will be played in, in a, in, it's going to be like the Super Bowl. There's going to be, there, there are no home games. So to wrap it up and finalize this, Jesse, are you in or out on the 2014 playoff format? I am in because I don't see another feasible way. My ideally... I say you finish out uh, the regular season, you get to a point where everyone's played the same amount of games. So I'd say you get to like 75 games or something like that for everybody. And then there's a little less arguing amongst the fans. And then you do your 16 team playoffs. But I don't see right now, nobody's proposed that. So I don't know if it's possible. So I'm in on 24 teams. Steven, I think I know the answer to you. I'm uh, I'm a little bit out, but, <laughs> but we, I think we might be closer to uh, this than you think, because uh, just now, actually, there were tweets, and it was even in his Instagram story, uh, Kasperi Kapanen post, of, and of course it was Kasperi Kapanen, posted a video of him flying into what looked like Billy Bishop Airport in Toronto. Fantastic. So My cheeks are clapping. You know what I'm saying? The, uh, oh, the yeah. Raptors are hey. back to work today. So Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you're right. And I will ask myself, Adam, are you in or are you out on the 2014 playoff thing? Adam, great question. In fact, wow, such a well-hosted question. Such a <laughs> handsome question that you would ask that, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Big, big bootied question. Big bootied. Mm-hmm. Enorm- well, that's, that's not even – that's an understatement. Um, no, I think I'm in. And I'll tell you why. A, I think it solves the money issue for the NHL. B, I love chaos. I love chaos. And the NHL is chaos, and it's good for the, you know, more chaos, better. Uh, And I think C, it gets us back to hockey, and there's none of the bullshit where teams that were on the fringe, because you know there's going to be hardcore fans on the fringe, even fans of the Montreal Canadiens, who are going to be like, listen, we would have gone on a tear. It's going to look really good there. We would have made the playoffs. And, it's, and, and I think, you know, maybe, maybe not Montreal as much, but if you have, if it gets like, you get into those teams that, like the Islanders, I think were on the fringe, were they not? Um, Here, let me look at, exactly. if you look at the actual, if you get rid of the idea that any, any NHL fringe teams were robbed, 
I think that you are probably doing yourself a big favor. Um, the East is like here. Maybe this is more fair. Okay. Since we're, they're eyeballing it. Like by doing 12 teams, they got to that number by eyeballing it. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't have to be even. Okay. No, like East and West. Yeah. So you come up with something where, and Habs fans are probably going to hate this. I don't care. Cut it off at the Panthers. Mm. They had a shot. You didn't. You suck. Go home. Habs, 71 points in 71 games. Panthers, 78 and 69. They had an absolutely legitimate shot at making the playoffs. They'd play one fewer game than the Leafs, and they were three points back. Yep. That's the team with the shot. Montreal, get out of here. 99 times out of 100, that doesn't happen. Let's eyeball the West. The West is a little bit more interesting. Dallas in the Central, 82. Uh, Calgary in the Pacific, 79. And the two wildcard teams, 80 and 78. So 78 is your eyeball number. It's not as clear cut in the West. So the Blackhawks, six points back. Should they be in it? Mm, Yeah. It makes Chicago having a shot at the playoffs in the West makes a lot more sense than having Montreal get a shot in the East. Just mm-hmm. to have an even number? Like I think, if, I think you do have to have an even number, though, not just for television rights, but also like just teams matching up, playing each other. Seeding, yeah. This Maybe. But so, you know what? Montreal and, is by far the luckiest team. And that's fine. Out of, out of that bunch. And you know what? Some team is going to go on a run, and they're going to be the luckiest team after they've gone on that run. And I think, you know what? At this point, like – we've all been through a global pandemic. Is anyone truly lucky? I think it's sort of like <laughs> we just play some fucking hockey. You know what I mean? And, and so if that's what it takes and it's weird to me, let the Canadians in. It'll be fun if they go on a run. I'll love seeing people lose their absolute minds when the Montreal Canadians go on a run because Harry Price decides to stand on his head and play like he did at the Olympics. And I think it'll be, um, it's anything different to watch is an, is an opportunity Playoffs are already spectacular. Imagine a couple extra rounds of them. I will, I will say this with some self-awareness. It, thank goodness Gary Bettman is in charge of something like this instead of me. Because I'd be like, well, okay, so-and-so is a little upset. And how can we fix this? How can we fix Gary goes, F you. This is what it is. We're done. Right. The rest of you suck. The rest <laughs> of you shut up. Yep. The rest yep. of you shut up. This is what we're doing. So... I'd rather have him in charge than someone who's going to be wishy-washy and worry about feelings. Cause you're right. As much as I hate this um, in, in terms of uh, like just competition, you do got to decide on something. I do acknowledge that. Yeah. So if, yeah. And if no, the option is this be, or cancel the season, this, nobody's going to be happy. Nobody's going to be a hundred percent happy either way. Right. Every, the only way people are a hundred percent happy is if they finish out the regular season yeah. on time with the schedule, but that's not possible. With so fans in the arena two months ago. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure now, there's some dickhead who, who's like, the Blackhawks in 2013 doesn't count. Like, Sure. You and know? you know who it counts? <laughs> Jesse. Everybody. <laughs> Except yeah. for Jesse. Now, Brennan Leipzig was waived, uh, put on a conditional, unconditional waiver, excuse me, for a buyout. Um, obviously, if you've, if you've missed this story, essentially, from what we understand and what we know, an account appeared on Instagram uh, several days ago. It was over the weekend. And what this account, account contains... As we were recording. <laughs> as we were recording. Or was it last week? Oh my God, it was Wednesday last week. Okay, so what this account oh. entailed 
uh, and contained within it was a group conversation between Brandon Leipzig, his younger brother, Jake Rodewald from, uh, of the Panthers organization, I believe. Yes. Formerly of the, uh, Sens. Uh, formerly of the Sens. And sorry, excuse me, Jack Rodewald. And Marley's actually. And Marley. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's only played 10 games in the NHL. So if you don't recognize the name, understandable. Yeah. Um, but, uh, basically these conversations were pretty ugly. There's no other way to describe them. They were, they were very, very ugly. And in the conversation, it went from everybody, it talked about everything from um, Tanner Pearson's wife and her weight yep. to... Um, Connor I be- McDavid's girlfriend. Connor McDavid's girlfriend and bruises on her legs, I believe. To, yes. And there was, there was a pregnancy picture that they were bashing. Basically, kind of the most... It's highlights of probably one of the most toxic conversations I've ever seen. Now, we've all said and done things on group conversations that we sure wouldn't want anybody to put out in the public. However, yeah. which, um, sorry, Adam, before you go and get yourself into a big old bunch of trouble there. Well, that's where I'm going to, that's where I'm, that's oh, where I'm okay. going to Sure, then go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, that excuses nothing. And when you're in a, uh, when you're, when you're talking about, like, listen, I'll be honest with you, I don't think most people speak like these guys were speaking. There were people that came out and said, yeah, I've said some stuff that I, wouldn't, that I would regret. Yeah, man, me too. I've yeah. never said anything like that. Yeah, you don't there's, bash there's a difference. Never. You know? never. Yeah, there's like, a difference between, I think, what they were saying and just like general talking shit. Right. Yeah. Like, what are you saying? You've never talked shit? Of course I've talked shit. I talk shit all the time. I talk shit publicly. Uh, you know, forget private. I do it into a mic in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, but the stuff they were saying was wild. It's, there's a word for it, and it's hateful. Yeah. It's hateful. It's discrimination. It's discriminatory. It's mean. It's mean-spirited. And it comes from a place um, where you almost can't – it's so toxic that you almost feel like anybody that would, would speak like that over a sustained period of time, not kidding, probably needs a lot of help. It seemed yeah. bitter. Oh, it's it, 100%. It it's very bitter. bitter. And, it's, and it, it speaks to – I think Justin Bourne had a really good – I watched a conversation that he and uh, Faisal Kamisa had on sportsnet.ca. Yeah. And that and couldn't have been that, easy for Justin because he, he knows worked, Brendan Leipzig. He knows Brendan Leipzig, well, right? And, worked, and let, me, let me just point this out. And they, they pointed this out at the beginning of the interview. Uh, Faisal's like, I know you worked with him, but we're not going to talk about that. And I was really pissed about that as a viewer. I was like, they should be talking about that. They should be talking about yeah. that. Justin I mean, Bourne, I, and I love Justin. There's a, there's a lot of moving parts there. There's a lot of moving parts there. But we gotta, you got to talk about this. Now, if Justin was like, hey, man, I've never seen that, and that, that surprises me, like it, that, then, then, then that's the thing. But you, you're, you knew him. So that, for me, I was like, I wanted to know that answer. But beyond that, I think it comes from a place, and Justin had an article in The Athletic about this, and he had a really thoughtful response to Faisal Camisa about this. And by the way, that's no disrespect to either of them. I understand that this is hard. I'm just telling you, I wanted to know the answer. You wanted to hear more. Um, uh, What he said, what Justin said was the conversations in hockey and the attitudes in hockey from what he's seen, and he's been pretty close to it for a long, long time. This is an ECHL player, right? He got as close as you could get. In AHL, different college. So he said that in the last 10, 15 years, he's seen an enormous change in the way pro athletes speak, talk, um, conduct themselves, um, hockey players specifically, because that would be the thing. And he said, 
in, in his article in The Athletic today, and I really encourage you to read it because I think it's very, very good. It's not that this is a hockey-wide problem necessarily, but the fact that it's a part of hockey is a problem. There's no place for it at all. And he said, you know, if you have 700, 800 employees in any organization, there are going to be some of them that say some terrible shit. Of course. Of course. Right? That's just what it is. And this was outed. Um, the point here is that we're working towards finding a, a, a time and a place where this is not something that happens at all. Everybody's working towards that. And so I think, you know, when we're, when we're looking at this um, from, a, from that lens, it's like, okay, so this is, this is the worst of problems. You hope the worst of the worst. And I wonder, I wonder, my frustration is, is, is with this. I don't think it's fair to characterize, and this is just my opinion, hockey culture is this. I think it is fair to characterize a certain machismo male culture like this. I think there is, it's a, it's a lot bigger than hockey culture. Most of hockey culture is families going to games at 6 a.m. Most of hockey culture is not the NHL. Most of them are dads, you know, coach, dads and moms going to 6 a.m. practices on a Sunday morning in a shitty arena. That's with, hockey culture. With terrible coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think back to the Way to Go Paul video. Because the, all you see is a crazy hockey parent banging on the glass and shattering the glass. And then a guy goes, way to go, Paul, because it's Paul. You heard Paul. Paul was the loudest. Paul was the biggest dickhead. And obviously notorious enough that yeah. a parent felt comfortable going, way to go, Paul, because yeah. Paul was the big problem. So, you know, it might be hockey parents, but in the same way that you have enough people in an organization you're going to get a few dickheads. You know, if you get, you know, 40 kids together or whatever, 45, 50 kids together, there's the coaches, there's all the parents. They got at least one parent there each or guardian, someone there with them. Yeah, you're going to get some. Dickheads. Well, let me ask you this. You know, I've got a big family. You've got a big family, Jesse. I'm a, you've got family. Like, I, I don't know how big your family is. I really don't. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a Jesse blind spot. He doesn't talk about himself. One ever, day, Jesse, forever. he appeared. <laughs> but, yeah, he just appeared. And, no, but I know, like, I know Jesse's dad and I know Jesse's sister. Um, but, like, anyway, the, the point I is. I think you're getting distracted from I am. Point. And the point is. <laughs> what do you mean? How many people can name a bad egg in their family? Someone that they're like, you know what? I don't like being around you. I know I, I, I have deleted yeah. people off Facebook. Yes. Oh yeah. 100%. <laughs> and, and, and I think if you put it in those terms, you understand how widespread this is. And so for when people characterized it as hockey culture thing, I think it's a culture culture thing and we're working to change attitudes. And I think there's progress being made, but you're going to have things like this. And, and the view I look at them, you know, again, it's easy, it's easy for me because I'm not the targeted person. However, um, I look at this and go, that's a person that needs help bad. All mm -hmm. those guys, not only do they need to, to have some, some training on empathy, uh, but there's obviously some pretty nasty feelings deep down that they're carrying with them every day. And that doesn't excuse the action, but you got to look at the source of that. What's the fountain in there. And to me, and I'm, I'm, you know, I guess this is, this is going out on a limb here. 
but it's a pretty easy limb to go out on. There's obviously something going on much deeper than that. That's where that kind of shit comes from to me. Maybe, you know, this could be unfair to Brendan Leipzig just because I'm, uh, I guess, extrapolating. Mm-hmm. But uh, remember the, you know, spe- speaking of stuff that we talked about every show for months on end, I ranted and raved that the Leafs should not let Brendan Leipzig go. Mm-hmm. because he go. was putting up wicked numbers with the Marlies. He was a great player. He had that short little stint, um, scored his first goal against the Vancouver Canucks. Dickie Clune assisted. It was on Ryan Miller. His parents were there. That whole nice moment is gone now, by the way. <laughs> Remember, yeah. oh, his parents were in the stands, and the guys high-fived them in Canucks jerseys, and Leo was this beautiful moment. That's all gone. Um, but just extrapolating, he's been part of five organizations over the past four years and six organizations over the last six. I don't know. I don't think talent was an issue, but now looking at this and looking at that, sometimes when a player pings around, it's just they pinged around. Other times, it might be something else. Right. This might be the something else. And there was a legitimate conversation going on of if, okay, if we find Alex Ovechkin's phone and we go through it, and he says the exact same things. He's not getting his contract terminated. No, he's not. Who's a fourth liner on the – well, okay, if we catch Garnet Hathaway, who was actually uh, slandered uh, in these private conversations, are, are they going to terminate his contract? I just thought it was, it was interesting because if it was about the act, you're going to do it to every player. But we know that wouldn't be the case. Well, the, but we, Backstrom, we, didn't we Backstrom also, get caught doing coke yeah. on camera last year? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Kuzne- oh, yeah! I forgot it about that. It was Kuznetsov who denied it anyway. But then, and then admitted to it later. I don't know. Yeah. I don't so remember. The, the oh, no, no. Is, he got, uh, I think he was caught. Like, yeah, doing, doing drugs and saying hateful things and mean and awful things about people are, I think, I, I, I think there's, they're a little bit different. I'm not, um, no, I'm not, I'm not relating to. No. Yeah. And there's a, there's a suspension for that, is there not? Yeah, I think. With Kuznetsov? Isn't there like something in the CBA? With uh, know, he but. got, I think oh. it was a team issued suspension. I want to say. Yeah. Okay. And the, then the point here, but they moved the goalposts on those as well. Yeah, sure. Sure. And, and I think, um, you know, I think what, what that can do, I mean, with a guy like Brendan Leipzig, it sounds like they'd have problems before. If he was that easy to cut loose, then, or, then probably, I mean, you, you, as an organization, as a business, you weigh an employee's value to your organization. And this publicity hit, like, Capitals, let's, if you were to say Ovechkin, Ovechkin has won a cup and he's done things and he's scored a bunch of goals and that sort of thing. And people will be like, well, he needs to go to empathy training and he needs to do this and he needs to do that and whatever. And he needs to improve and show some damn receipts, right? But this this finer healthy scratch grocery stick, they go. He's disposable. He's, yeah. disposable, he's, he's, he's proven it. that time and time again with the way his career's gone that he is mm. disposable. And I think sometimes we undervalue the the good locker room guy. Like there's a reason that we see management in any team environment just they they pump up the person who could just works good in the team. Mm-hmm. And they, they, you see it happen in pro sports all the time. Just a good locker room guy gets a contract because he is that guy. He might be less skilled than another Dickie performer. Clown. Right. But if, if, yep. he, if, if you have a guy who's more skilled than that guy, but he doesn't get along with his teammates, you don't want him around. No. And unfortunately, so, with this coming out, you see that in Leipzig. 
the Leafs had a doesn't get along on his, with his teammates. The Marlies had a guy. It wasn't Clune. I got to look it up. Who actually had it in his contract? I think it was his AHL contract. The amount of call-ups the Leafs get. He every was it Thompson different? or something? I gotta look. I'm, I'm looking. At my I remember brain. that five thousand dollars for every call-up. I think it was ten. Okay, and he go. played like eight games for them. It was something completely ridiculous. I don't even know if he registered a point. And I think they paid him like three hundred grand base too. Like it was a pretty solid Dude. AHL deal. It's good money. Yeah. yeah, because he was. I don't know. He was like a weight. He was like a weight coach who played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of yeah. Justin Johnson, I think it was. Yep, that's him. Justin okay. Johnson, who actually did play two NHL games. Yeah, he played. Yeah, eight games, one assist, thirty-six right. penalty minutes as a member of the Toronto Marlies. But supposedly a wicked dude. Yeah, my whole point is just being a good teammate means something. Yeah. Now I do want to discuss something that's important here. Yeah. Leipzig did issue an apology of sorts, but the way it's worded really pissed a bunch of people off. And I think that's right. This apology sucks. Let's just put it that way. It's legendarily bad. I fully recognize how inappropriate and offensive these comments are, and I sincerely apologize to everyone for my actions. I'm committed to learning from this and becoming a better person uh, by taking the time to determine um, how to move forward in an accountable, meaningful way. I'm truly sorry. Now, the issue a lot of people take with this is first off the way it was posted, it's which so was clearly a screen grab from his agent. It's so bad. Because, you know, most yeah. of the time when you have an issued apology, somebody does it on like a, a notepad on their, on their phone, and then they po- post it online. This one, the way it looked was like, it was, it was like, a, you know, if you, if you were to... Um, he cropped to it like a 50-year-old who doesn't, who's just on their first smartphone. Yeah. No offense. And so, I have parents. So there was that. Um, and I, I mean, I think in certain situations, people aren't going to accept your apology yet, man. <laughs> you no. know what I mean? I, I think you have to apologize anyway, but, um, if you're committed to learning from this, I think people would want to say, okay, well, how, how are you committed? What are you doing? Like if he had said in that I have signed up for counseling, there's clearly some issues I have to work on. I think people would at least, they'd still say, yeah, man, still fuck you. But I still think they'd at least be open to it. And I think he, I think the problem that really bothers people here is that the reason that he's doing this is not because he actually wants to be a better person. It's because he was caught. Right. And, and people will always take issue with that. You knew this was a problem before. These guys knew. And these guys all knew what they were saying and how negative and awful that could be. And they felt like a bunch of bad boys, uh, just me and my bros talking. Oh, I feel like such a fucking cool guy. Well, here's a cool guy that probably has to play in Russia next year. Uh, his brother got kicked off his team in Minnesota, I believe. Uh, and Jeremy. Jackson, Sorry, University Keen? of Manitoba. Was it Jackson Keene who got kicked off his team as well? Or was Did it he? the Boyd? Got- um, Jack Roadwald. I was looking for any sort of punitive punishment against him. But he's just probably never going to see the show. He's played 10 games. Uh, the Panthers are pissed, but we haven't heard anything. There's been nothing. And I think it's just because his contract will be up and good luck, man. See you yeah. later. The problem takes care of itself or whatever. Right. Maybe right. it's just maybe it's just, someone threatened something, something. I don't know. It's just sort of don't show up. The wrong attitude to have is the attitude Brett Hall had when he went on Hockey Central. <laughs> now, oh, this, is an, let me just, this is an all-timer. Now, let me just say, let me preface this by saying, 
if you're looking for somebody, if you're a socially progressive person, or I don't know, a normal person who wants people to be treated with dignity, because this is what people like socially progressive, not just people who want to treat people properly. (laughs) That's all it is. Um, uh, If you're looking for that view from Brett Hall, you're looking in the wrong place. You know that. You know no, I'm sorry. We the we went blues guy. Yeah, uh, maybe <laughs> maybe had a bad opinion on something. Brad Hall's always had an, a, a slant like this, from, right back from his playing days. And Brad Hall's always been bitching about how the NHL is not as fun as it used to be. And even when he was playing and scoring 50 goals a season, he was bitching about how the NHL is not as fun as it used to be. This is a guy who's just not going to be happy with how the NHL is, except for when the Blues win the cup and he's hammered giving a speech on stage. So here's what Brett Hall had to say, and I think it's important that we talk about it because it is a point of view that a lot of people had, whether I disagree with it or not. Hall of Fame sniper Brett Hall believes the social media age has sucked the enjoyment out of hockey because that's the real problem here, guys. It's social media. Brett said, we did the same things. We said the same things, but there's no way to get caught. He said on Hockey Central on Friday, we can go out after, we could go after, go out after games. We can go to strip clubs. We can go to bars. We can do whatever we wanted. And it would all be hearsay. The fun is gone. The game is not fun anymore. Now, no one said you can't do any of those things. Right. Right. Except for the first one. Here's the key. He said, but there was no way to get caught. That's the key to the statement right there. We could be shitty, awful people. And there was nothing that anybody could do about it. And I just missed the days when I could be a shitty, awful guy. And there was nothing anyone could do about it. I miss, pre, I miss pre-law society. Mm. I miss the days when I could just go shoot someone in the head and nobody could fingerprint me. Those are days. Damn, that was, that was fun, wasn't it? I, miss, I too miss the Vanderlyn gang. Right. I also miss that. Yeah, pre-Pinkerton agency. That's when, the life, that's when things were good. There's, there's an enormous difference between this incident, for example, and the uh, Ottawa Senators Uber incident. Yes. Two incidents where groups of hockey players, professional hockey players, some, um, were talking mad shit. And the text in this case and video in that case were released under suspicious circumstances. Dubious. Dubious, yeah. And, and you know, then the conversation, uh, you know, you can have a conversation about privacy and everything. The sends. The everyone was like, oh, they got caught talking shit about their coach. But like, there's a pretty big difference between calling people with that group, uh, with the Leipzig group, called the people they were talking about, and I don't like such and such as penalty kill setup. Huge. There's an enormous difference. Um, and also, like, I don't even know if I should should I say, uh, I've heard how the information got out there, or how no. the. Co- no, Text? no, 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 no. I would. It's hearsay. Yeah, that wasn't hacked. But right, it wasn't hacked. Probably, no. but no. allegedly, who knows? The reality is, guys, that um, I mean, I don't have to t- like. Here's the thing: when we do these segments, I always wonder, I'm like, do I need to start off the segment by saying this is bullshit? You shouldn't have said it. You shouldn't think it, and we all think this is wrong. I don't think we need to say that. I think you know where we stand on that stuff. But I think there has to be. Um, you know, I, I do disagree with the premise when I see guys like John Tavares and Sidney Crosby and guys like this who are, who are truly good people 
being lumped in with Brennan Leipzig. I don't like the idea that all of hockey culture is like that. I do, however, believe that incidents like this make people feel not welcome in the hockey community. It might be a small vein of it, but if you don't like one person at a party, it might make you question. Like, imagine you hate somebody who's treated you horribly at, at, a, at a friend's birthday party, treated you terribly. Like, wh- however, the worst bully you could think of that you had growing up, and your friend is friends with this person, and you know they're going to be at a party tonight that you're supposed to go to at your friend's house. Are you going to the party? No. Or are you considering you, not going? If you're, you're like, oh, going. Stu's going to be there. I'm not going. Exactly. Oh, Stu. Fucking yeah. Stu. I don't have the energy for but, Stu. Exactly. So, so you need to understand that even if this is a small, tiny 1.11111% of hockey, that's too much. Yeah. And uh, even if this is a small 1.1111% of toxic masculinity, it's too much. I, I will say much. like hockey's, hockey's got an issue that they're working on. I reject the idea that hockey's worse than any other sport. Like or, or with regards that? to that. Was that claimed? No, well, I don't know. It's also it's not a competition. There's we're not no. measuring anything. There no. are no stats about who's bad. It's not we're not comparing it to anything. It's just it's not right. Right. And yeah. and and you and you and you have to and 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 it, again, easy for me to say cuz I wasn't targeted, but I have to tell you I almost pity the 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 pain that I perceive are, is behind those comments. I just don't think if you are a healthy, balanced human being that you are saying anything close to that. I just I know don't. what you mean. I know and, I, mean. Like, and I think that comes from a place of severe self-hate, frankly. And that's something that I wish them all luck dealing with because they're going to need to deal with that. Otherwise, they're just going to be walking around with it their whole lives. That's what it is. On a human level, it, people, don't, people just don't talk like that if they're completely happy or they're no. completely everything's good inside. There's just, there's just there's science that proves that. And so I, I think, you know, you could take Brett Hall's regressive attitude and apply it to all of hockey and you'd be wrong. Um, Brett Hall is not uh, even a, a close to, to what hockey is like now. Yeah. He wasn't even close to hockey when he was in hockey. And still only the second worst Hall. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I just think, I think we've got we to remember here that um, this is the smallest of the small percent, but even that is too much. We want people at this party. The NHL is too small as it is. We need it to be bigger. And we want to involve everybody. And this is the kind of shit that when this comes out, it's, it's bad for the game. It's bad for the PR. And guess what? It's hard to move on from from a news mm-hmm. perspective because there's nothing fucking happening. Sometimes you see stories like this pop up and they move on. But, you know, Jesse, you mentioned this about a month ago. We've had a tough season with this shit. You know, all varying different levels of, of, um, of dirty laundry aired, you know, the most severe in my mind being still the Bill Peters situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this is like right there with it. And then you have, you know, several rungs down, Don Cherry, and then several rungs below that. Um, not really even several rungs down, maybe a rung down, Don Cherry. And then you have several rungs down from that way down on the severity scale, but still the Babcock Marner thing. You know, there's a way, there is, there is an issue here. Yeah. And you got to think about people who aren't fans of hockey and say they're just reading the news. They're not even sports fans. And they're seeing these stories out of hockey and they're like, oh, there's nothing really going on with the pandemic, but NHL is making news. Oh, this NHL player said all these things in a group chat. And this is what's making news. Yeah. 
you know, that's, that's terrible for the sport. Terrible. I'd be curious to know, like a play, uh, an outlet in the States is probably not going to do much talk about the Calgary flames, but it might talk about that story. Yeah. yeah. Especially now. The be the yeah. story. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's a tough look. It is. Do it that. is a tough look. And, and I can understand why people think can extrapolate that and go, well, that's all of hockey culture, even yeah. if it isn't. And so that, that's the kind of thing that we, you know, we need to stamp yeah. it out, frankly. Yeah. It, and you feel especially for like the people they targeted, oh. like women. Oh. Like, if you're, if yeah. you're a woman, you look at that and you're like, oh. we're handling it really well. Like with yes. grace and everything. Oh, oh yeah. like you can't, I just, yeah. I think Sarah the, Sivian had a good tweet about, and I'm paraphrasing Sarah, so apologies uh, if you do hear this, but um, she said, it doesn't matter what you do. They're coming after you anyway. Hmm. And like, it doesn't matter how great you are, how good looking, how smart, how many awards you win. They're Here's coming a picture of my anyway. tummy. Yeah. And it, yeah, yeah. Picture of my, this beautiful woman who's pregnant and they're, and they're ripping it apart. And again, I go back to, there's something wrong up here. I, um, I just don't, I just don't think that that's what a normal person does. And, and to go along with the, you know, you almost feel bad for them sort of thing that they're clearly hold, holding on to something almost. in there, man, surround yourself with better friends. Yeah. <laughs> surround yourself. It, it is a, uh, and you're, some people were so close to getting it. They were so close. They're like, surround yourself with friends who aren't going to leak conversations like that. Oh, no. you, were, you were right Bar- there. Matt oh, Barnaby. you were right there. Matt Barnaby. No. That's what Matt Barnaby said. I know. Oh, and he's right there. He's right there. <laughs> You're so that's close, man. The problem. See, that's yeah. the bigger problem to me. That's the bigger problem with hockey culture is, well, you don't, when, you're, when you don't understand instantaneously why that's wrong, forget the friends leaking it. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. That's the more insidious issue. It's, yeah, we know it's wrong, but we should say it anyway. That's the insidious problem. That's where people go, okay, so you don't, you're not an ally. You're not somebody that wants to include people. and treat, treat, Oh, no, you're fine with them being not treated decently. It's just, you know, don't leak the chat. Mm. You don't get it. You're so close. You're so close. And that's the problem is that a lot of people are in the Barnaby corner. And I don't, it's unfair to just label him with that. He was just the most prominent name to speak on. He said it. He did say it. Um, And and I think that's the, that's the issue. It's, it's the, um, most people know what they, what they said was horrible and wrong. Most people but there was a good segment of the population that doesn't understand. Oh, it's, it's more than just, you know, not having friends that'll leak a conversation, which right. is crazy. That's also like, come on right out of left field. So anyway, we're going to move on from that. Uh, Leafs have lost their assistant coach, but not yet. Uh, Paul McFarlane, who is the head of the power play, who was brought in from the Florida Panthers last year, will leave uh, at the end of the season, whenever that is, whenever the 24 team playoff format that Steve adores uh, happens, um, uh, he's going to go back to Kingston. Uh, he's going to be the front next head coach, and he had some major success there. Yep. Um, so he wants to go back. Now, what's interesting about this, he said that he feels a little bit more like he fits in a head coaching role. The problem is when you're in the NHL, your best shot at being a head coach is being an assistant coach, right? Generally. Generally. Now, Generally, yes. the Leafs did just replace their head coach, so you can understand how maybe, you know, well, I probably don't have a shot here at that. The problem is getting there, get, making the jump from the O to the NHL is really tough. And I have to wonder if, you know, because you make pretty good money being a coach in the OHL, and you're living in Kingston, which is a beautiful city, and he clearly loves it there. You have to wonder if there's some family motivation here. 
you know, it's a great place to, for, for kids to grow up. It's a, an ama- like, it's an amazing community, amazing in the summertime, great in the winter too. Um, you have to wonder if Paul McFarlane was probably like, you know what, I don't need this shit because there's a lot of shit that goes along with playing in the NHL, especially in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to be the guy and he can't be the guy in the NHL and he can make a good living in a smaller city doing it in the O and he wants to mentor younger minds, I can understand that. Well, and like John Hines, when he was hired in New Jersey, like one of the reasons supposedly that was leaked that teams weren't so sure about hiring him is his voice was too high and they didn't think anyone would listen to him. So let me throw this out there. How old do you guys think Paul McFarlane is? Oh, I think he's, he looked like he was in his like early forties to me. Jesse? Uh, 35. He is 34. Wow. Dude, so I'm like two years younger than Paul McFarlane. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. Dude. I, I had no idea until I just looked it up. Now I you just thought he was about the same ages as the coaches. Like, yeah. God. <laughs> we thought he was just a hot 40 year old, but it turns out he's a run of the mill 34 year old. But like he, the thing with him, like going to the O for a head coach job, um, he might actually, that might actually be the better path to the NHL because even though he's been a relatively successful assistant for a few years now, how many NHL teams out there do you see hiring a 34-year-old head coach? I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying, do you think they would do that? How old is Sheldon Keefe? He's like 42? 42. And he'd be among the youngest, wouldn't he? He has to be. Has to be. 39. And there's exceptions. You know, Paul Maurice was like 28 or something when he started. He was ridiculously young. He was 14. He's 14. Yeah, unbelievable. Grade seven. Yeah. Assistant coach was Neil Patrick Harris. It was unbelievable. Um, But, uh, yeah, it it might be the better thing for him. He can go home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It might be the better thing for him. And you know what? If he has a young family, it's a great place for them to spend their formative years until he is ready to make that jump to the Mm -hmm. NHL. He was an assistant coach in the NHL at 31. Wow. Or it might have even been 30 because he's got a December birthday. Like, he, he could go to Kingston, spend four years there. Like, his, his, he's, I think he's got a four-year contract. And then restart his entire career and still be ahead of most people. Well, he'd still yeah. be the youngest coach in the NHL. Yeah. Like 38. He, yes. And I should also say the amount of years on the contract, they don't matter. Right. Um, Guy Boucher, uh, when I was covering junior, he was, uh, like, the number one coach in the CHL or whatever, I think he won a championship with the Drummondville Voltager, signed a five-year extension, and I think he was gone in like six months yeah, <laughs> or something like that. The, the amount of – it doesn't matter. It's just if you happen to still be here, here's yeah. how long it'll last. If like the Calgary Flames come out and say, we're hiring Paul McFarlane, this, there, there will be no whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we are the Kingston Frontenacs. And we say absolutely not. Yeah, there will be none of that. Um, uh, by the way, Jeremy Colleton in Chicago is 33. Oh. That's right. And how much shit has he taken? How much shit has he taken for... A lot you know, in Chicago. Yeah, but they struggled with him to start. You know, Joel Quinville. I mean... They Talk were about a tough anyway. gig. You're in your early 30s and you're replacing Joel Quinville. Yeah, fun. Have fun with that. Yeah. And then Who they was were garbage. 60 when they got rid of him. <laughs> Hilarious. Almost twice his age. Uh, and they were garbage out of the gate. And one of the reasons is like, well, you know, it's too young. It's too young. Mm. And, and then they got hot. 
Mm-hmm. They got hot towards the end of the season and what? Now he's too old? Like, how does that work? Yeah. Well, it's like how does that work? same thing. It's, There's it, like it, several yes. papers and several writers John, in the city that are like, he's under 40, so we just don't like him. Yeah. John yeah. Jacob. Well, and sometimes you just replace a guy everyone likes and no one likes you. Yeah, true. You know, unless you're true. Stan Bowman and you have the at least you're Scotty Bowman's kid treatment. <laughs> And people just sort of whisper it, but like it's for the for the he made good moves. I'm defending Stan Bowman. He made some great moves, dude. He's he got did. his rings. He's got his rings. Sure. Why are you taking shots at him? I'm not taking shots at him. I'm just saying listen, lots I, of people get the shitty treatment, and he avoided it for the most part. There are because there are shots to be name? taken at Stan yes, Bowman. Yes, hundred percent because of his last name. Is that the only reason? I think maybe he's he done won. well. He's done well. Maybe he has a couple of cup rings. <laughs> Maybe you could have more if he was older. Is Dale? How much did Dale Talon do there versus Stan? Like, when was Dale Talon the GM? And then depends who back? you ask. Depends okay. who you ask. Some say right. everything. Okay. <laughs> because he, Stan took over right at at the beginning, right of the dynasty. I think did Dale he, Talon win one. No, I think Sam Bowman oh. was technically the GM for all three. Yeah. And Dale Talon got fired right before. It was oh. very iffy on the last, yeah. on the that first sucks. one. sucks. Yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. if they ever gave him a ring. But Dale Talon's a wild man, too. He, he, he's crazy with some of the contracts he signed. So um, he's listen, certainly fun. The Leafs Especially power play, though, when we were watching this year, if you were to, you know, Paul McFarlane was supposed to come in and like sort of, we were hoping at least revolutionize this, what should be a supercharged power play, especially that top unit. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I felt like I was watching a very disjointed group most of the season. And I looked it up. They had the sixth best power play when the season stopped. Yeah. But that's too low. The Leafs should be. <laughs> but with $40 million out, on their power play, they should be top We found top out that Babcock wouldn't let McFarland cook, you know? Like, he wouldn't let yeah. him do his own thing. And once Babcock left, we kind of saw the power play open up a little. Wait, was Mike Babcock controlling? Are you trying to tell me that? <laughs> Mike Babcock had his finger and everything? No, no, no way. Well, that was, that, was, that was unbelievable. The second Babcock got fired, they took a lefty guy and a righty guy, and they went, what if we switch? Whoa! Wow! Wish we had tried that three years ago! That was the most amazing thing. That, but pay, pay, your coach, pay your NHL coach minimum wage. Like if that <laughs> if that's the kind of pull, holy shit! Like it takes you three years to make that uh, decision. Mm-hmm. But like I, I, I don't know. I saw some things getting like unfairly attributed to Paul McFarland as well. Like the drop pass, the drop pass oh, was around oh, long before so Paul what? McFarland. No, that was, <laughs> that's been a leap thing for four years, and it's always been bad. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah well, we think it's been bad. They're, they have the sixth best power, uh, penalty uh, power play, Jesus, in the NHL. They bought it. They should have the top three. That's why the coach is there. But what if the difference between six and one is negligible and you can't buy the first power play in the league because the puck is made of rubber? But it isn't because the Leafs are at about 23%. The number one power play in the league is at about 29. Who is that? Uh, let it's me look it up. Tampa. Tampa, Tampa or Boston? I think it's Boston. Is it, is it Tampa? My bet's Tampa. Tam- NHL, uh, NHL.com. Uh, let me- Detroit. Wow. <laughs> everybody's like what? no way hang on hang on I'm here just, i got it in front of me it's the edmonton have... oilers oh, okay they're at 29.5 yeah, and they bought it it's edmonton boston st louis vancouver tampa toronto right uh, uh, no no surprises there really 
Vancouver, you could go, what? And then you remember they have Pedersen and Hughes, and all of a sudden you're not asking what anymore. Yeah, and Toronto was tied with the Tampa Bay Lightning at 23.1%. Yeah, there you go. Is listen, not bad. They, not great. He helped a very good power play. It, but it would be interesting, sort of to Adam's point, or maybe I'm bastardizing Adam's point, but it would be interesting to see a new guy come in and there's not much difference on account of they have the most ridiculous talent in the league. Right. Or some of the most ridiculous. Well, this one, uh, Edmonton leads the league in uh, power play percentage and are second in the league in penalty kill percentage. Isn't that so weird? Good for them. Remember they had a historically bad, what was it? Home penalty percentage. Yeah. Yeah, It was was worst all time since the stat had been tracked. It was a death sentence. It was so, and then they go on the road and they were like normal. But, like, it was so weird. Was Let me so throw weird. this at you, too. Year over year, Toronto's power play is up, um, it looks like, three percentage points. Because uh, they're at what? What's their number? It's 24%? Or 23.1. So they're at 23.1. Last year, they finished at 21.8. So it's about a percentage and a half. But all the same, that's, that's a big deal. They went from eighth to sixth. That's good. So that's Paul, McFarlane, Paul McFarlane was some, some, some good. And it'll be interesting for Sheldon Keefe because he's got an opportunity here to add to a staff that he didn't have any part in picking. Um, and you have to wonder, you know, who comes into that role, um, who he's got his eye on. And I'm sure they've got a bazillion candidates. And I wonder how much leeway Kyle Dubas gives him. You know, is this going to be a Kyle Dubas decision or is it going to be a Sheldon Keefe one? Or is it going to be one together, but who's got the ultimate call, right? Because in, in every decision, it's like, well, it's a team call until we disagree and then it's my call. And in terms of calling, you know, uh, someone up from the Marlies, mm-hmm. who not calling them up, but Sheldon Keefe bringing up one of his assistants from the Marlies, um, worth noting, and I'm not saying it was their fault, but the Marlies were awful, awful. after Sheldon Keefe awful. left. Awful. They were one yeah. of the worst teams in the American Hockey League, which ceased operations today. Yep. Uh, for this season, anyway. Um, very interesting. Very interesting, but it's okay. The Leafs have Miko Lettinen, who is going to lead them to the first-ranked power play in the world starting next week, says Dana White. Um, the Canadians have signed what they were calling the destroyer, uh, Alexander Romanoff, who NHL executives have compared to the next Drew Doubting. Uh, now, Eric Engels had a very funny tweet about this. The Canadians reached out to clarify that the management team doesn't refer to him as the destroyer, as was previously reported. Turns out, Eric <laughs> said, he, was, he said, turns out I was misinformed on that name a few weeks back. They call him the assassin, quote, because he kills all the plays. And I'm assuming he kills them in a good way. And it's over, you know, he just kills it dead. It's dead. Yeah. <laughs> what? He's like he's like a next level Jay McClement. <laughs> Jerry Stinson <laughs> headbutts a play and he goes bon anniversaire <laughs> like Zinedine Zidane and Family Guy. Uh, and and here's okay. We want to talk about how much the NHL has changed. Let's not go the Brett Hull route. Let's go the Alexander Romanov route. In eighty three, nope, oh, eighty six KHL games over the past two seasons, he played forty three and forty three. I want you to guess how many points this guy's got. This is a highly ranked prospect. He's on the best team. Old. On the on 50. the best team. Yeah, granted, on the best. Team. You think he had fifty points 50. over eighty three? Oh, I'm not taking that away from him. He's twenty years old and he found ice time on the best team in Russia. That's not easy. Totally. 
Totally. Um, I'm and, he's, say- and he's 5'11", 182 pounds, 20 years old, 86 yeah, so games over the past two seasons months. in the KHL, yeah. and, and he's being um, – I, I think it was uh, 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 Button, Craig Button was comparing him to Sandine. Craig Button. We love Sandine. So I'm going to say 40 points. 20 each season. Jesse said 50, you say 40. 11. <laughs> oh, wow. What? Last season in 43 what? games. Woo! Last season in 43 games, he had one goal, three assists for four points. Oh, only 12 wow. points. Uh, and this season, zero goals, seven assists, uh, and only 14 penalty minutes. How many games? 43. Zero goals. What so, does that but, mean? but all he does is disrupt plays, right? So this, this is the – they're looking at a guy, they're looking at a defenseman and evaluating him and hyping him and not using points to do so. Right. Which is good. Which, I, which is good. I would uh, – all these zone entry denials and breakups and all those stats that are so good and so important, God, I would love to see them for junior and, and the European leagues. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, to, to even get into – like you were saying, to even get into 86 games over two seasons – uh he turned 20 in january yeah um wow. in the khl that's really rare and really hard to do mm-hmm. so it looks like the hab's got a gem yeah well and it and it'll be great for carry price you know you can you, like imagine this guy plays with a guy like jeff petrie coming off the season petrie had assuming he stays there uh wait he, he's got one more year doesn't he he's got one more year um but like there's a, a yeah well you know and that's the thing like here's a guy that's a, a good defensive hockey player well it'll be oh, fun to see if anyone in Montreal is like, he's a lefty, so throw him in the garbage. doesn't matter. <laughs> like they were with Lettinen. No, yeah. actually, they need, they need lefties really bad. But I am fascinated to see this guy play um, because so often guys come from the European leagues and KHL and you look at their points and they're just going to score, score, score. This guy's got 11 points in 86 games. I'm fascinated to see how that translates into the NHL. Maybe he's one of those guys who does nothing in the KHL, comes over to the NHL, and all of a sudden he's scoring at a point per game for no good reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, lastly, the KHL will not name a Gagarin Cup champion. They have canceled the season. Fair. Interesting. Yeah. So the AHL has stopped. The, the KHL has stopped. The NHL is still hanging on for dear life. Let's do the press conference. The presser. And UFC has continued without oh, stoppage, yeah. <laughs> which is unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know if you guys caught any of that this weekend. The but, fighter had to pull out, uh, didn't he? Because he got coronavirus. Jacare Souza yeah. uh, and two members of his corner yeah, had to pull out because they tested positive. Yeah, but and the, uh, no one else at the event got it. Somehow. The fights happened in... Joe Rogan was hopping in the ring, just hugging on the sweaty guys, just not caring. It was awesome. (laughs) I I guess if you've been tested, it doesn't matter. Right. Right. I don't know. I don't think it matters. If if you've been tested and you're negative, you can hug anyone you want. All I know is is not even a pandemic will stop Dana White. No. No. I mean, you can accomplish everything if you just don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> the American way, man. Yeah. Uh, we have a question here from Scott Jansen. Scott says, you are the GM of the Leafs. You get one free trade with anyone in the league, one for one. The positions have to be the same, 
and the trade has to work within the salary cap. Oh. Make your trade, Steve and Adam. And it's got to be one for one. One. But for does that one. have to be fair? No, it just has to work on the salary cap and has to be one position for one position. Well, at least have no room. So it's going to have to be something small. I was thinking when I saw this, John Tavares for Connor McDavid. That's exactly what I was going to say. Interesting. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. And it's yeah. nothing against John Tavares, but no, uh, goddamn. Yeah. He's the best player in the league, son. Um, I was going to go, shoot small and say Freddie for Matt Murray. But, um, yeah, Ew, that would work. No. No, but you have every team in the league, and that's the one you pick? I don't know, man. I was just trying to make it work in the salary well, cap. Figure it out, then. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Steve doesn't like your answer. Here's, Adam, here's what you're not getting. This is the internet, and there is a right answer. You chose the wrong one. We're going we're gonna to have a start a list of things Steve doesn't like, and I'll just keep writing them down. And I'll, Adam, <laughs> you have a words coming out of Adam's mouth at any given moment. Dude, that's the whole Reddit page. You should join them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, here I am trying to be like pragmatic. Jesse, what's yours? Uh, John Tavares for Conor McDavid. Oh, okay. So you yeah. both do. Okay, cool. All right. No, Steve, don't think of another one. Let's continue. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Adam, this one's for you. I thought it was very funny. Here we go. It's from uh, Twitter user OJetsO. They said, in 2016, my friend heard Adam state that he would not trade Jake Gardner for Jacob Truba to which he immediately stopped listening to the podcast. <laughs> Would Adam like to apologize? <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no. Because Jake Truba didn't want to be here. Um, <laughs> I mean, it might have it worked, but I don't think the, the problem was at the time that he, didn't even, he wasn't even going to re-sign in Winnipeg. They, they made him. Um, but the point was he wanted to go to New York. And the... the the context of that conversation was that we want people to want to be here and play for the Leafs. And in 2016, nobody fucking wanted to play for the Leafs. So why would we bring in a guy with a bunch of young players who doesn't want to be here? It's too bad he stopped listening because we have had some fucking phenomenal moments. Like this is a gr like this has been a fucking show has been on fire for four years. I don't like I just listen. Here's how I look at it. His loss, not ours. It's uh, a ridiculous if, statement. If, no, no. If, I feel if that, that was going to be the thing that broke the straw that broke the camel's back for you listening to this show, you probably would have stopped listening the next week anyway when I said something you didn't agree with. It Listen, just sounds like you're kind of a baby. I, no, no, no. <laughs> Whoa. Adam, what? that's that's way too harsh. That's a former listener of ours, man. That's a former listener. I'm sorry. And now sorry. he's got this chasm in his life that he's got to fill. He was listening to our show. Mm-hmm. And now what's he going to listen to? So I actually Googled something and have some suggestions. These oh. are the, um, these are the uh, nine best podcasts uh, for new parents uh, since this guy's obviously still a baby. So I guess he can forward this to uh, his parents. There's um, Baby Talk. You guys are mean. Snappy episodes dedicated so to one mean. topic at a time. Everything from no. IVF to twins to meningitis to calm birth. Make this podcast valuable, uh, satisfying listening. That actually uh, sounds like a good baby podcast. Talk. It absolutely does. How about Hello Bump? This 10-part podcast focuses on one month of pregnancy per episode with a bonus episode about the first six weeks of your baby's life. And I, continue. I, Isn't that great to have a podcast I, about your life? I got a show he could check out. It's called The Wiggles. 
Wow. God. That's Maybe a good Bruce one. Was, I don't How know. How about dads don't know? This trio <laughs> of Australian dads is navigating the perils and pitfalls as well as the pleasures of parenting with humor. You're targeting the wrong audience. Yeah. He's not a parent. Bunch of meanies. <laughs> anyway, listen. The, the reality is, the the reality short is time don't bring a- in a player to a young core like the Toronto Maple Leafs who doesn't fucking want to be here. You need guys who want to be here like hell yeah playing in Toronto and who are going to bring Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander along. You can't have a guy who's like, I don't want to fucking be here. I'd rather be in New York. Isn't New York so much better? No, I don't want to. I, don't, I just don't think that would have fit. Sorry. That's just what I think. Truba is fucking awesome. He wanted to be in New York. So wait, he was saying, so, so this you is said you wouldn't trade Gardner for Truba straight up and he shit his that. pants because yes. he thinks Truba's way better. Well, yeah, and he, and he might be. But the reality was, you don't bring in a personality who doesn't want to be here. That's the nobody wanted to play here. Remember? Can I go to the next question. Anyway, that's disagreeable forget. at the at the top. That's not. I'm gonna fucking drop your show forever. Shut up, David. Go David Sherman. <laughs> Wiggles, man, check it out. David Sherman wanted to know: Do you and Adam miss your Wednesday morning routine of watching ice surfing? Yes, David. <laughs> We do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was some really great content there, and I'm excited for it to come back during the 24-team playoff uh, format that inevitably is going mm-hmm. to hit us. Steve, your Tuesdays are going to be back, and I can't wait. And you know Personally, what's eye serving yeah. is actually you guys could do that easily from home. Perfect. Yeah, I desperately want to know what Jason York thinks. I think he's got great stories. And I haven't been getting enough Yorkie stories. So I feel bad. I need my fix. I feel bad that there's now a hole in your life that ice surfing cannot fill. So can I suggest suggest feed, play, love? Uh, From nurturing newborns to taming toddlers, we unravel the art and science of parenting with real-life stories and expert advice. It's not as good as ice surfing. And then afterwards, turn your hat upside down and shit in it. (laughs) Put it back on. Um, let me just throw, let me let me throw this out there too, just just because I think it's a it's a relevant tweet to anything Leafs. This uh-huh. has nothing to do with anything we've talked about, but Marley's GM Lawrence Gilman told uh, Luke Fox today. He says he'd be surprised if Timothy Lilligren doesn't play in the Leafs top seven or eight next season. Uh, but the player has to hold up his end of the bargain, so I don't know what that means. Impressed with Lilligren's steps in uh, in processing and reading the game. Uh, let's just you got to push. Yeah, you got to push young players, which is not. I, normal. I, that would be really nice if he did. We need the right shot guy. They desperately mm-hmm. need And I don't know to... what else he needs to do with the Marlies. Like, he's got to take the step at some point to see get if he's better. a player or not. Just get yeah. better. Like, we, you know, we keep, uh, you know, where the hell is Lettinen going to fit in? And Just play uh, the best six, man. And Dermot. And yeah, but it's Lilligren's job to become one of the best six. Yep. Because Sandin is. All it right. is. Yeah. And uh, imagine if they both progress and Lilligren's awesome, and then you throw them out there as a pair. If Lilligren's even a top six defenseman at this point, I'm happy. Just be a right shot guy. <laughs> Please, God. Anyway, continue, Jesse. Uh, this one's uh, for me to get on my soapbox about something I think is long overdue. Uh, Jimmy O'Neill writes, if the GTA was ever to get a second NHL team, what percentage of Leafs fans would migrate over? And my opinion has always been, it's long overdue for the NHL to have a second team in the GTA. 
I think yeah. you look at you look at the other sports. You look at New York has two basketball teams, two football teams, two baseball teams. LA has got two basketball teams. California has four football teams up until last year, and then Oakland's moving, but still. And I think hockey can survive here with another team. I think I think you awesome. see it. I think it makes sense in the West End, Oakville, Mississauga, mm-hmm. that sort of area. Uh, but the answer to his question is who who defects? Just the dicks. Yeah, <laughs> but it'd be awesome. Just the dicks. Yeah. Uh, if there's a second team in the GTA, I instantly fucking hate them. And yep. maybe straight up children, because yeah. like there's Dick no children. allegiance there. They don't care. Yeah, the kids who grew up in that Dick area. Children. Dick children. Um, <laughs> where do they play? Because if they if they play somewhere out in the suburbs, hasn't you know, been built yet. That hasn't changes it, right? Yeah, built. the place they this 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 team is going to play doesn't exist. Yeah, there's it's an just, empty think, lot somewhere. I think you got enough money in Oakville, Mississauga, that you could make it work for sure. It, is the Air uh, Scotiabank Arena possible? It would have to be, but the, the problem with the Scotiabank Arena is that it's busy 300 nights a year already. Too, too many nights are taken Does up. Does the Staples Center team. not have that problem? They, uh, have, they have too many, uh, they have so many arenas in that same little area in LA that you can divert concerts to like the LA Forum. Mm-hmm. I forget the other one that's called, but they have like, there's like four the Hollywood Bowl. Hollywood, Hollywood Bowl. That's the one I'm thinking about. Yeah, they yeah. and they, they can, can do that all year. Concerts. Yeah, right. And in, in Toronto, we can't. And we have a 15,000 person venue that's outside. But like in LA, you can go to a concert in December mm-hmm. outside. Oh, yeah, like, true. <laughs> right. You can't do that here. It's true. So um, yeah, I, I think I also think it actually would be good for concerts and stuff going through town because um, a lot of times they have to go to Hamilton and a lot mm-hmm. of GTA people like Hamilton's technically, I guess, GTA. Um, but it's sort of, um, I don't think Hamiltonians see it that way. And it's also just a little bit beyond what people want to drive to go see a concert. So if you could say, Hey guys, we were putting an arena in Mississauga. I think you would have bands come in and they would do a night in Toronto and night in Mississauga or or two nights in one, two nights in the other. You know what I mean? Big Mm -hmm. ones. So I think there'd be a lot of room for that. And the one thing is though, the NHL is never going to do that. And the reason why is that the NHL's big cash cow outside of the Rangers is the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you threaten the Toronto Maple Leafs' income, you threaten the NHL's income. There's so it will never happen. It will this, never, ever, 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 ever happen, ever. Adam, you might know the answer to this, but this, I'm going to throw this at Jesse. Um, why doesn't anyone in Mississauga go to anything? That's a good question. <laughs> what do, do they, they do? They come to yeah. Toronto stuff, right? No, they, they take, come they, to they Toronto to go to stuff. Yeah. No, but there's uh, the friggin' Hershey Center. And... Oh, well, the Her- one, the Hershey Center is in the worst location. Oh, or sucks. Paramount it's... Food Center is in the worst location in the entire city of Mississauga. Is that what it's called now? It's the Paramount Food Center, yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, okay. shout out Paramount. They're so good. Yeah, mm, delicious. Yes, that's true. Um, that's true. It's, it's, in, it's literally in the middle of nowhere, Mississauga. Like, you can't get a worse place. There's no off-ramp from the highway. Like it's poorly. Tell built. me about it. <laughs> Tell <laughs> and, me about it. <laughs> and then, yeah, you would know. Yeah. And then, so they didn't make it central. It's not close to downtown Mississauga or whatever that would be. It's not close to any of the suburbs. So there's no one around there. And the second thing is nothing good happens there unless you're a fan of the Raptors 905. And when the right. Raptors 905 won the G League championship, they did sell out games. Like it was it just—it's a G League, but it was what five thousand fans, four thousand fans in there, which yeah. is okay. I went to a game when it was—they um, had a Drake night where they all no, it wasn't Drake night. It was Degrassi night 
where they oh. all won. They all wore the Degrassi uniforms, and you got cool. a free Degrassi T-shirt. And that's the night. And I won the fifty-fifty draw that night. Yes. And How much was that? It was like two grand. It was a couple thousand dollars. That's great. Yeah, really? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That's yeah. sick. So, <laughs> so they, they when they have those things, people do go out. It's just. It's, if you were to pick a member of this show who's going to win a 50-50, would it not be Jesse? Oh, my God. A hundred percent, Jesse. Of course it was. Like, that's the most handsome lottery winner I've ever seen in my life. Um, Jesse is one of those I, – I don't know exactly what to call it, but you have a lucky aura. You know what I mean? I have an uncle who has a lucky aura. Uh, and, and that freaking guy won the lottery too. You won the lottery? This, well, you won a scratch ticket. That's not when like 36 G's on a scratch ticket. <laughs> this is my same uncle who I wrote about in the book. He, um, while he was waiting for his daughter to be born, he's just flipping through the only magazine that was there, which was a, uh, a kid's sports illustrated. And there was a Tiger Woods rookie card in it and he sold it for $3,000. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. It's a, but golf carts <laughs> that's the I bigger didn't news know here. that either but he found a tiger woods <laughs> rookie card and he sold it for those. three thousand dollars so like every every golf fan is over the age of 45 so there's some guy with a fucking collection of golf cards and he's got one for my uncle Lenny who sold it for three thousand dollars to go to jesse's point it's kind of wild they why doesn't mississauga have a much better placed arena mississauga for those who don't know you like there's so many people it's like the from the states, you probably in Canada. Yeah, you've probably never heard bigger of it. Than Calgary, yeah, it's no, got eight hundred and twenty-eight thousand people. Calgary's bigger. Calgary's like yeah. one point two million. Oh, okay. Eight hundred and twenty-eight thousand people. Brampton six hundred thousand, and it's right next door. And Oakville, and Oakville's got another what six seven hundred thousand probably. Hamilton's down the road, and it's yeah. uh, six uh, sorry five seventy-nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got to get a better arena in yeah, there. For anybody who knows the Mississauga area, if you if they had some sort of big venue down by uh, Square One, Square where, One, like the bus terminal is, which is just a straight shot to downtown, and then the biggest mall in Ontario, like, mm-hmm. and you threw a, a like a ten thousand, twelve thousand seat arena there, they would they would get stuff all the time. Fuck it, twenty, but twenty, who cares? 20, who cares? Throw a hockey team in there, but based it's just, on it's population. Not built like that. Based on it, population, it, it, it you can have it. a big it four team. It. Yep, yeah. you should. Yeah. You should, but yeah. the Leafs are going to be like, no, no. They'd block that forever. It'll yep. probably make it difficult, yeah. yeah. Continue, Jesse. Um, how many bananas could you eat in 10 minutes? Oh, for fuck. Um, That's from Steven. I think I could eat more bananas than I could hot dogs. It just oh, seems more digestible. I just feel mm-hmm. like if you have too many bananas, though, do you not get a little constipated? Is that not? <laughs> I'd be more worried about the bananas, honestly, than the hot dogs. <laughs> I don't know. Because constipation is not fun. That's no joke. Do you want to? I don't know. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> I'm not going to find out. Uh, Bridge Sue 66 wants to know if we're going to have a Panago Pizza eating contest. Oh, for God's sakes. That's you. That's Jesse. That is Jesse's <laughs> not my alter ego on Reddit. He suggested this. And we're like, dude, no, we love Panago Pizza. I don't want to not eat, love Panago Pizza. This would just crush me. Yeah, like I'll slam hot dogs that I don't like like swallow them like a duck without even chewing them panago i like i, I, I like want to savor i want to yeah here's here's the thing we're steve and i it's My like mouth is every time water. i post a picture on the internet you get at least one person like you're a fat bitch and then uh, and fucking jesse's like eat a bunch of hot dogs okay now eat a bunch of pizza <laughs> yeah but it'd be fun 
Yeah, well, you're not yeah. getting the DMs I'm getting, man. All okay. right, there, Slender Man. Yeah, we'll <laughs> go with your idea. You go put on a tux and be creepy in the woods, you bastard. <laughs> Jesse is the 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 walking 5G tower that I keep. <laughs> Have you seen what that? is that? No. Everybody thinks so. They've taken Slender Man and they've put him on a like they've taken a 5G tower and they've made yeah. Slender Man the, the big like it's a joke, but it's basically like you know the 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 internet thing around Slender Man, and it's like <laughs> and Slender Man. It's like the world if they allow 5G and you just see a couple of 5G towers walking towards you. Oh and stuff. Yeah, so anyway, that's <laughs> that was very good. That's so good. Uh, Jim wants to know, Steve, uh, how he can get an autographed copy of your book. He said he wants to buy two copies and he wants one autograph. Only one, though. Or both. Because uh, he knows it'll take know. several years to get the second. Yeah, I got a bunch. Cat walking by Adam. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, I've been your shoulders action packed today, Adam. There's squirrels, there's cats. There's yeah, nope. That cat always hangs out though. there. That cat, that's uh, William, by the way. It's a neighborhood cat. Oh, Billy. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, uh, Steve Dangle book at gmail.com. I haven't checked it in a very long time because uh, there's been a pandemic. Um, and I, yeah, but yeah, maybe I should fire that back up because I got, I got a couple dozen books. I got, go. no, I got like 40 books. Yeah. Steve, Steve and Dangle I got to move them. <laughs> what is the email? Steve Dangle book at gmail.com i bet there's like several requests in there that steve just hasn't checked shit you want to talk about the is. worst worst email checker ever steve dangle mm-hmm. <laughs> i have to so i forward emails to him and his wife and then i text them both to just say hey i forwarded steve an email <laughs> oh i know i know oh and anytime i get an email that's longer than a paragraph i'm like this is this is a hostage situation why are you doing this to me like so, it's and it's, I only text SL or your Mrs. Dangle because I want to make sure that some, she reminds you. Cause you might, you'll look at it and go, it's gone. It's gone. And oh, it's gone. And so I, I have to make sure she reminds you later to check it. And then she'll check something. And if she forgets it, forget it. If it's it over. doesn't have the blue dot next to it, it's, it's lost. It's lost to the wind of time forever. Jesse? Adam, do you think it'd be a shame if uh, people signed up Steve Dangle book at gmail.com? No, no, Lynn, don't do that. Do not do that. Do not do that. Jesse, for the love of God, God take that Tim out. Tim McGraw fan club. Please. Oh my God. Jesse, please. I'm already signed up for fucking plenty of fish. Please take it out. Oh my God. Jesse, no. It would just be such a shame, man. It would be terrible. It would be terrible. Jesse, no. 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 Oh, no. What if I just keep this in the podcast? Oh, man. You know who will never hear about it? That guy who didn't like my take on Jake Gardner and Jacob Truba. Such a shame. (laughs) You'll never hear it. He'll never hear that. He'll never hear how funny that You'll never know to sign up Steve Dangle book at Ah! gmail.com to a bunch of mailing Legit, you know, Steve, don't. you'll never know anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, you'll never check. check. <laughs> we used it. We sold a big old bunch of books. You yeah, know. then you just stopped checking. <laughs> <laughs> the world stopped. Please. Yep, and they stopped reading too. Please, please. No, I think I'll keep this in. Please, no, I'm begging you. Uh, do you have any more questions, Jess? I'm good. Okay, if you have any History Corner questions, History Corner questions, feel free to send them to Jesse. Please don't send them to me. The whole point of the History Corner is that I'm supposed to do it off the top of my head. And for everybody that's like, actually, you got this detail wrong, I know. It's off the top of my head, and you already know how bad I am with details. So, But I do appreciate the corrections that are kind. You jerks are still jerks. That's all I'm saying. And we'll do an extra long one on Wednesday. Excellent. That's two days from now. Steve? You're so good. 
like I screamed, who's that guy? And you just went through it. You just went right through it. It's weird. You're, it seems like your volume's been, it, it like, when the volume gets too high, your mic just cuts it off. That's for the best. <laughs> it's wild. Anyway, uh, we will see you Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening, watching. Like if you really liked it. Subscribe if you super liked it. Don't forget to smash that like button. And if you didn't like the show, can I suggest Scummy Mummies? For those who want to laugh out loud, check out the award-winning and wildly popular Scummy Mummies. And I would say follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.